This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Watch Post podcast. My name is Mel Black. Today, I want to talk about fear and how the world tries to obligate us to fear. Um, and when we obey, Obey this fear. We are led to um, do what the world expects of us. We we are led into worldliness. Rather, um, we are being led away from godliness. And how um, what we fear is central to what we obey. If we fear God, which is not just a terror, it's a reverence, it's it's a um, it's a value, but it's also a, a you know a legitimate fear. Whatever we actually fear, whatever we hold uh, to the highest level of authority um, is what we're going to obey. So we have to um, be aware of how fear is something that the world continues to try and obligate us into. And if we obey um, their fear, if we obey that obligation, um, then we often are led into worldliness, into the world's mindset. Um, and we have to continue to fight to ensure that the only um, one we fear, the only one we obey is God. And so the world can cause us to fear um, by threats. The world can threaten us with harm, you know, with persecution, um, those types of things. But today the world tries to push us into fear by obligation, by a moral obligation. The world today tries to claim the intellectual superiority, the moral superiority over the church and says such things as, you know, that Christianity and religion, that's what's wrong. That's what actually does harm. Um, and how uh, the world itself is more moral than God. And so in that, the world pressures us to obey their morality, to do what they say is good and right. And if we don't do it, um, then we're immoral. And so we're threatened with this wrong appearance. We're, you know, threatened to look like bigoted Christians or we're threatened to look like racists because we don't obey, you know, what the critical race theory uh, method is to correct, correct racism, you know, those types of things. And if we um, give in to that pressure, um, we will obey the world. We will obey the world system and we won't just give in, you know, by just acting in a way we've given with our minds and with our hearts. The Lord talks about in Romans 12 about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Um, when we give in um, to the, the world's obligation, when we actually fear what they say, um, it, it takes captive our minds. It takes captive our hearts and our affections to see the world um, in the way that the world sees things rather than the way that God sees things. And so we're in this spiritual battle for reality, for obedience, and for what is actually true. So the verse I want to use here is Isaiah 8, 12 through 13. Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Um, I think that sounds quite similar to what Jesus says in Luke 12, starting in verse 4. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. 
but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Now, this is speaking to a very legitimate fear, um, both of these verses. It is speaking to having an actual fear of God. Um, a fear of God is certainly a reverence. It's, it's, a, it's a, a love. It's a devotion. It's an awe. But it is also still a fear as well. Um, it's, it's fearing God, knowing that he's the ultimate authority, knowing that he is judge. And so it's important for us to understand um, kind of the complexity of what this fear is so that when um, we are looking at understanding it, we apply it correctly. Um, so this fear is very real. You know, it's a, it's a very legitimate fear here described of, you know, not fearing um, what people can do physically to our own bodies. We should actually have a way higher fear because God has the authority to cast people into hell. And this is a, this is a far greater fear than just the mere physical. Um, but this applies also with obligation. This applies also with a fear of what's moral and what's not. Um, and this is something we need to see pretty continual today because um, we fear what the world says is moral and immoral. We, we give that fear to them so easily. Um, and we need to maintain our fear in you know, morality around what God says is moral, what God says is wise, what God says is good. Um, because the world has very strong definitions today um, about morality, about goodness, about um, what's even wise. Um, and if we give in to these things, then we obey the world. Um, the world is going to call us fools. The world is going to see us you know, as those types of Christians. And we have to be careful that we're not trying to get so far away from that appearance that we are beginning to turn against what is truly doctrinally correct and walking in a right obedience to God. Um, because the reality today for so many of us is that there are very foolish people walking around um, in the name of Christ who are just doing either the most hateful or most most foolish uh, things. There's so much of that going on today. I was literally just watching something um, the other day and I was seeing um, just that mockery of Christianity that's going on because there's this person who's walking around in the name of the Lord, just doing the most foolish stuff. Um, and so people are mocking Christianity because of this person. And there's also, you know, the person who's you know, screaming hatred on the side of the road in the name of the Lord. And so they, you know, they say, oh, that's who God is. God's hateful. Um, but in seeing how wrong those sins are, we need to be really careful that we don't obey the world in those things. We don't obey the world's opinion because the world will see those things as wrong, but their conclusion is completely corrupt. They say God is those things. They say um, the church is those things. They say God's word is those things. I mean, we have to be careful about the conclusion. And instead, you know, we can see that those things are wrong, um, but we need to obey God. What does God say about these things? And what does he expect of us in light of those things?
And so this is what the world does. The world today gives so much expectation to fear, to be anxious, to um, prove that you care about things by being super stressed out, by, you know, if you're not uh, completely on edge about global warming, then you don't care. You don't care about the earth. You don't care about people who are not going to have this planet. You don't care about, you know, the little whales and sea turtles. Like you don't care um, because you're not obeying their methods of caring. Um, and the same thing, you know, with racism. There's a lot today that's going on about racism. Um, and if you don't obey their methods of dealing with racism, if you don't join them, then you don't care. You don't care about racism. Now, the reverse of this, let's be very clear. We need to understand that if you don't care about racism, that's not that's not a solution to, you know, critical race theory, um, because there is an attitude of um, not caring about these things. There is an attitude where you don't care about the fact that um, there's so much garbage in the ocean and that there are things that are going very, very wrong in this world. And, you know, we often have no concern for those things. And that is a judgment against us. Um, so it's not the solution to be, you know, totally heartless about these things. That itself is a great sin. Um, but we have to also be careful that in trying to even correct that sin, that we don't obey the world's methods. Um, because the world can bring to our attention things like um, the entire you know, earth is just being filled up and up and up with garbage. That's a great concern. Or um, there is still racism or there's still outcome um, because of racism. There's, there's things that we can see and we should care about those things. Um, but we don't need to just follow their methods and follow their conclusion. Um, and that's what we have to distinguish. We have to remember always as Christians to go at things how the Lord tells us to go at things. And what he tells us is to keep his kingdom first in all things. So while there is racism, while there is, you know, the world filling up with garbage, while there's all these great concerns, um, we have to be very careful actually to not get taken off of living for Christ's kingdom and, and waiting for Jesus to return and where we begin living for this life and, and we become consumed with cares. And some verses that uh, remind me actually of this mentality is in Luke 10, where, you know, Martha is coming to Jesus and saying, do you not care that my sister Mary isn't helping me to serve? Tell her to come help me and serve. Um, but Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the world in so many ways, and even many Christians, where we come up to people and, you know, we, we, we kind of threaten them. Well, why aren't you upset about this? Why are you not anxious? Why are you not stressed out? You're not serving in this way that I think you need to be serving. You know, you're not doing what I expect. Um, and we have to resist that. We have to continue to fight to keep Jesus at the center of our lives. I mean, there's always this threat, this obligation of care that's trying to push us away from that. Um, within this, it's very important that we realize um, the whole point of this is so that we can serve Jesus. Um, so many people resent being stressed out and having cares and, you know, having to be anxious, but it's never for a right reason. It's never out of a right heart. It's not out of, you know, well, don't stress me out about, you know, a wrong worry because I need to trust God and I, I'm fighting to trust God or, you know, don't put me in a wrong morality because I'm seeking to serve the right morality. You know, so many people try to put off this this care 
and anxiety because they're self-serving. Um, and this is so contrary to what um, Jesus is teaching us here. One thing is necessary. And if we're not living for that one thing, then we are failing to have that one thing, um, regardless of whether people are trying to um, bring us away from Christ by cares or not, we've brought ourselves away without their help at all. So we should see that the ways we get caught up in the, the worldliness of the world, the mindset of the world, the conformity to the world um, is, is certainly in pleasures. We absolutely um, can get caught up in the pleasures of this life, but it's also cares and it's also a, a pressure to care, a pressure to be stressed out and obey um, the world's doctrine by that. It's very important for us to understand this because fear leads us into idolatry just as much as pleasures. Um, and we need to kind of make that more clear today um, because we talk a lot about how pleasures lead us into idolatry. And that's very, very true. Um, but fear leads us into idolatry. We can see this in Judges 6.10. Uh, it says, And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell but you have not obeyed my voice. Um, this fear led them into idolatry. It wasn't just, you know, uh, running around being adulterous towards the Lord and, you know, going in and delighting in these false gods. It was also a fear that led them into it. Um, and if you see many places in the world where idolatry is very strong, it's superstition that is, is keeping um, that idolatry so deeply rooted in those, those places. It's the fear um, that causes them to not put off these false idols. So combating fear, the world's obligation to fear we need to firstly be aware of it, be aware that that's what the world is trying to tell us. And the reverse of this, we need to not think that um, putting off the, the fear of man gives some permission to just live in our mockery and hatred and belittling of other people, because this is very common, where people are bringing very real legitimate concerns to us, like inequality between genders or racism or other concerns. And we um, so mock the, the methods to which people try to deal with these issues that we deny legitimate concerns where things are actually not okay, um, where oppression is happening. Um, and we are entirely indifferent to what's actually going on. That's, that is true. That is real. Um, and this is by no means a permission to do that. So we need to put off the world's fear, but we also need to put on the right fear. Um, and often we put off the world's fear so we can just sit down and, and not fear God at all. And this is just as wicked as anything else. So there are so many people today who walk in absolute hatred. Hatred is not just a, an intense anger. Hatred is an indifference, a lovelessness um, where you could, you could care less whether a person lives or dies. That's hatred. And so many people are filled with that hatred today, and they even walk in it in the name of Jesus. It is just as harmful to the name of Jesus as those people who are, you know, walking in foolishness and making a mockery of the things of God. Um, we need to be very careful that putting off the world's fear does not mean we put off a genuine love for the world, a genuine care for the lost, and a genuine um, upholding of God's fear.
we do talk about this more in an article called uh, The Fear of Man. Um, so if you want to kind of explore this topic a little bit more, you can look there for that. So hope to see you all in the next episode. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.